why would I trust any deal offered to me after what you did to Jadis's people? The hell are you talking about? Scavenger. You killed them. All of them. The whole community just wiped out. Is that how you save people? Son of a bitch. Still just me and you. Even though plenty of your people must have seen you go. See? See, it's times like this you realize who your true friends are. No one's coming for you. Welcome to Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me Podcast. This is episode 101, and we have Scott back. Welcome back, Scott. Yeah. Hope you're feeling better. Uh, thank you for having me back. <laughs> Thanks for having you back. Thanks I, for I'm, being I'm, back. It sucked <laughs> not having you for the know, century After mark. missing number 100, I felt like you might not want oh, me come back. come on. Come on. That was a horrible faux pas. <laughs> But I was coughing up a lung, and I wouldn't have been a whole lot you of fun. You feeling better? But uh, I'm I'm getting yeah. there. Yeah, I'm getting back into the game again. Yeah, I'm willing to talk now. Good. Ready to talk some Walking well, Dead. Well, I'm sorry you missed Chris and Christina from the Talking Dead podcast. I know. I know. It sounded great. You guys sound like you guys had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I apologize to the listeners for our poor sound quality. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's fixed this time. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> it, no, yeah, it, it had to happen no matter what. If the sound quality was bad, we were still recording. Yeah. Yeah. And we're hoping that mm-hmm. they'll be on exactly. again soon. Because um, that was a ton of fun. I really liked them. Yes. And it was awesome having somebody from Canada on. That's right. All the way from overseas. <laughs> <laughs> Over those great Sorry. lakes. <laughs> Sorry. So, Scott, are you drinking right. cough syrup or are you actually drinking a beer? I am doing both. Oh, good. Oh, Mixing medicine fun. and alcohol. Yes. Nice. That's I'm, awesome. I am, I am. So my, my commentary is going to be very... Uh, loopy? Interesting Great. tonight. Uh, well, I'm not going to say loopy. I'm going to say loopette. <laughs> anyway, yes, I am uh, I am drinking a beer tonight. Would you like to know what beer I'm drinking yes, tonight? Yes, please. And what I think <laughs> of it. Please. This All is right. shaping to be Great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm drinking a beer from the Blue Blaze Brewing Company here in Charlotte, and it's called the Carolina Thread Trail Pale Ale. Good Lord, could um, they make more of a tongue twister? Part of the, yes, they could, they could. Um, it's uh, it's part of the proceeds of this beer go to the Thread Trail, which uh, weaves through different communities up in the Appalachians. And uh, this is a it's a pale ale. Um, it's very nice, very smooth. It's a little more carbonated than I like. Um, but it's still a very, it's a very nice pale ale and, uh, I, am really enjoying it. I think they did a pretty good job with this one. Um, I certainly will get it again. I know cool. that. What about you, Kimmy? What are you drinking and what do you think of it? I am drinking Escape Velocity, second edition oh, yeah. by Defying Gravity, which is out of Cornelius, North Carolina. Oh, it's at, it's District mm-hmm. 9 Brewing Company out of Cornelius. 
Um, it's a sour, and it's got coffee, cherry, and spices in it. I'm not a fan. Not mm-hmm. a fan? They went not a little a crazy with that one? It, yeah. I think that one that one is like industrial, industrial strength, Yeah, too, we're trying to get it? Kim on the same level as Scott tonight, I think. Yeah, this... Um, <laughs> It is super sour. I'm not a fan of sour no matter what it is, whether it's candy or... What is the alcohol content on that, Oh, my. (laughs) 14.2. Holy crap, man. What are you trying to do to me? That that rivals most wines. Wow. (laughs) That one one came uh, via my friend uh, Melissa at work. She gave me a couple of those. I had one on a broadcast uh, uh, earlier in the year. Um, and you and I gave you the other one, so I guess you're just now getting around to it. Uh, it is escape velocity. It's because it will uh, you will yeah, escape. So listeners, soon. check back after a half an hour into the cast, and maybe I'll uh, like it better. Yeah, and we'll see uh-huh. where Kim is at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. There'll be genuine frontier gibberish flowing at that. Yay. point. Okay, so Stuart will have to carry the podcast by himself. Scott <laughs> is on Nyquil and. <laughs> Some sort of Charlotte beer. Kim is on barley wine, in essence. <laughs> and I'm drinking uh, mm-hmm. Prince of Pilsen, which is from Three Taverns Craft Beers here in uh, Atlanta, uh, which is only 5%. Mm-hmm. So about a third of the alcohol content <laughs> wow. of what That's you're drinking. That's practically directly. PBR. Uh, but yeah, this is actually a very good beer, Scott, if you haven't had this yet. Or if you don't know, Mm-mm. or the listeners don't know, Three Taverns Craft Brews out of Atlanta, they're very good. I have not tried that one. Do you have to save me one? Night on Ponce was the other beer that they had, which I think you might have had. I remember that oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like the Night on Ponce. I, thought, I love that, was that a one. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, save me one of those. I'll try we'll that do. out. Okay, tonight we are discussing The Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 12, The Key. What did you think? Uh, I want Scott to go first on this one. Okay, Scott. Because we missed him last week. Oh, um, what did I think? Well... I loved it. I thought it was it was an excellent episode. <laughs> Faking me out there. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I did a little switcheroo. No, it really was. It was a great episode. Um, it was a lot of fun, and uh, there was it was a very high tension episode. Plus, there was some interesting um, there was some interesting character development, and I loved the introduction of our new characters, Georgie and her crew. Um, I'm very intrigued to find out what's going on there. Um, but I, I thought it was an excellent episode in the, in the, the, uh, uh, Rick and, and Negan, uh, battle going throughout the episode was fantastic. Yeah, it was. It really was. Well, I completely agree. This might actually be my favorite episode of the entire season. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved the, um... The, the girl power of our quadruplet ladies. And I love Georgie and Hilda and Midge. And I'm just like Scott, extremely curious as to who they are and what they are about. Dwight and Simon and maybe the Jadis and uh, Negan? Negan part were probably like my favorite parts of the entire episode. When Jadis came on the screen, I screamed, I think. <laughs> Um, that was, I yeah. think we had a listener say the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, there's Janus. And yeah. I, I actually have a lot to say about that, but I'll, I'll wait. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic. 
Did did you did I kind of thought we might see Jadis at some point in that episode based on the you know when they do the uh, reflection at the beginning on what had happened the previous episodes or whatever and they show Jadis in being confronted by uh, mm-hmm. Simon. I figured I kind of had a feeling she was going to pop up at some yeah. point in the episode. I, I didn't think it was going to happen that quickly though. But yeah, I, I, looking back on it, I agree with you. Yeah, that it quickly. Was she was answer. in the very last scene. No, I mean, no, I mean that quickly as far as like in the season. I thought like oh. another couple episodes that Jadis would pop up with like oh. a few more people or something like that. Yeah. Not popping up to save Negan right. all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's, that was shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're... I don't know if she was saving Negan or taking Negan onto his doom. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll yeah, find yeah. out, I guess. So I do have to ask before we go too in depth on stuff, just quickly on the Georgie thing. Um, trust or non-trust? Trust. Trust. Yeah, that's your first feeling on that. Is tr- okay, I do. I do too. It took a while though. Not at and first, I, yeah. And I had to think about it a little bit. Like if I was in that position, I would not. In trust. Maggie's position, I don't <laughs> think I would not at all. But from an outside viewer, yes, that's fine. But like if I was actually in that position, I don't think uh, you can risk that much to trust. Mm-hmm. But you know, I thought it was really interesting when you mentioned that Stuart that um, on, on uh, Chris Hardwick's after show, Talking Dead. They had the guy that played, um, um, oh, Gareth. Hell. Who was the, uh, Gareth. Yeah. Andrew Gareth, J. West. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They had the guy who, when you, when you listen to him talk, he was also seemed very reasonable, very, uh, very believable and trustworthy when you first heard him mm-hmm. talk. So I thought that was kind of an interesting parallel that they were drawing by having him on that Good show. Point. So, uh. So it is. It is going to be interesting to see if they really are trustworthy. But I totally agree with you. I would say trustworthy out of the out of the shoot because uh, just yeah, well their their actions and all said yeah. everything. So uh, which I still Gareth even like as just it, I still don't trust that guy. Even him sitting on the couch with Hardwick, I'm like, dude, get out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna take a bite. He seemed out of a little Hardwick. paler or something. I was like, there's something still evil about that guy. <laughs> He might, have a, he yeah. might have yeah. his own You're bat right. hidden behind but I the still, couch. And I still actually miss his character because yeah. I thought he was so uh, good. good. He just made that, just kind of that dirty, that dirty part of horror that I just don't like. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, ah, uh, just, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could look at him the same the way, other way in any other, if he was any other movie. I don't know. Well, well, Stuart, but in general, what did you, what did you think of the episode? I thought it was incredible. I thought it was really good. And like, it was one of those episodes which hadn't happened in a long time where, I did ask him at one point, I was like, how much more time do we have? Because I didn't want it to end. I was like, oh, we still got 20 minutes. Sweet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I think that sums up the, the that feeling for me for that episode, for sure. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. Yeah. I agree with you. I looked at the clock at one time. I think um, Kim and I started texting a little bit at one point, and I looked... And I was saying something about, man, this episode's fantastic. And, I, and then I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, crap, there's only 15 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I really, I think out of all of it, I did enjoy the the Simon Dwight stuff the most. Um, but, I mean, mm-hmm. there are parts of every, yeah, all the other stuff that I think was really good. But um, just seeing them playing off each other was really good. And, and uh, just Dwight kind of almost falling for, you know, what Simon was putting out there. Um, Ooh, yeah. but not really understanding how far, uh, Simon was taking it. Uh, you know, I don't, he didn't, he didn't know where he yeah. was coming at it. Um, and he was like, oh yeah, we just got to move on. We got to move on. And we even had a listener say, oh, well, 
Um, you know, he said they were going to move on, but then they're going to go kill people. I was like, well, I don't think moving on means he's leaving people alive. Mm-hmm. Like that guy is. He's, yeah, he's, moving on means he's going to erase this yes. group, this group, and move on to other communities. Yeah, right. Yep. That's what he meant by moving on. But that's not what Dwight was hearing either. Dwight, I think, was hearing that they were going to just leave these people alone and move on to other places. But uh, no, Gavin's Gavin's a... uh, Simon. He's a major psychopath. Or Simon, excuse me. Yeah, hey, no one's asking about Gavin anymore. They don't know what happened to him yet, do they? Not yet. No. That's true. Yeah, because yeah, it was left with uh, Negan was questioning what happened to Gavin, and that was was that that happened at the same time when Simon came back from yeah the hilltop, and then that's when yep. uh, that's when Negan got the call from Rick. Well, that was right? when he came right. back from the scavengers. Well, he said Negan said he had a scout going out to check on Gavin, so apparently that scout has right. not checked in yet. Right. Okay. And right. he has no one to check in with now. I did. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, you got to remind me too, because I, 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 you know, my brain's a little spinny. Um, where did we leave uh, King Ezekiel? Uh, you remember? Is he still running amok in in the kingdom? Was that where we left him? Or no, they had a gun battle, right? Yes, they had the gun battle in the theater. They had the gun battle, and then Gavin got killed by little crazy man Henry, mm-hmm. with Morgan right, and Carol. Right. Morgan and Carol are back at Hilltop, so we should assume that Ezekiel is with them. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Why wouldn't he be? We would have seen him at, at Hilltop, though. Yeah, right. He would have been uh, hanging around Maggie or whatever had, I don't know where if Ezekiel he was there. Is. Why wouldn't he be at the Hilltop? Well, wouldn't you see, have seen him at some Unless point? Well, that would be great, but there's a lot of people. But now Jerry's, Jerry's at the Hilltop. Yeah, uh, that's true. We saw Jerry. So he left before but everybody Ezekiel, else. Ezekiel was by himself. I mean, he. I mean, he didn't have Jerry or anybody with him necessarily. He was with Carol and Morgan. Okay. Right, but Carol and Morgan are. Yeah, I guess they're back at the hilltop now. So right. they just have Ezekiel out like know. tilling the field somewhere, and we Maybe just don't see. Maybe he's resting because remember he hurt his leg pretty badly. Although he was able to, you know. Sadiq's going to go find him yeah, in the infirmary. Yeah, but I infirmary. think he'd be, with, yeah. he'd be hanging out with Maggie. True, though, maybe he's in the infirmary. Decision-making and all that. We haven't seen the infirmary yet. Maybe so. Sorry, that just went through my mind. No, good question. Good it question. is a good question. point, because I, I don't I know could... where Ezekiel is, and it's weird that they wouldn't at least give a nod to Ezekiel somewhere. He is the leader of the kingdom. Well, there's not many kingdomers no, left, no, I guess. but maybe that's Maggie's you know, telling Jerry what to do. And Jerry's yep. listening. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I think he's in the infirmary. Jerry's listening. He's laid up. You're probably mm-hmm. right. You're probably mm-hmm. right. And Sadiq's working on him now. Yeah. So, Scott, before we get too far into it, what did you think about the whole equipping the weapons with guts thing? Oh, that's true. I want to hear your that opinion last, about yeah, that. Yeah, we talked about that in the last podcast. I, I just think it's silly as hell. Um I mean, we've been watching this show for eight years now, and no one in eight years thought that this is what you would Thank do. You. No, I, I, in our discussion from last week, totally agree that weaponizing the gore all of a sudden, like, what the hell? That I mean, it's just, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a convenient stopgap to to make this go forward, but it's just it's so transparently ridiculous that. Um, I was really, really happy 
that it did not come to play in this episode. Yeah. Exactly. I it mean, didn't, you know, actually. they were gearing up for it and all that, but then it just it never became an issue. Yeah, but it will be. And hopefully maybe it'll just be it, should, if it is, well, it's silly. It, it is, it's an idea that Negan was trying to push based on what Eugene had suggested, which Eugene suggested more of like a fear factor than right. anything, than it actually being a real and thing. And I said that last time, we last time I was on the podcast on 99, I said that uh, I thought it was just a stupid premise. Yeah. I mean, come on, we've had these, we've had our our gang just plastered in blood all over the place and they never got sick from it and i can guarantee you you don't just cover yourself and then daintily make sure your fingers don't touch your lips yeah. um, like negan did when he know. put lucille in the bucket in the front seat of his yeah, car and then and he then like he wiped his, his lips, lips with his hand and you're like oh really if that's yeah, I mean, <laughs> actually do anything then dude you better watch out <laughs> I, I think it's an incredibly silly premise, and I hope they don't spend too much time on it, but I have a feeling they'll probably kill off a character, basically. Well, what we, what we wa uh, talked about last week was that, or at least a thing that I brought up, I don't know if anybody else believed me. Because no, we I, all did I by the it, end. Was that um, maybe it was just something Negan thought would happen, but there was no proof in it. Maybe he, he actually thought, okay, this could work, but it could be mm -hmm. you know just a gag in the writing. You know? Well, no, we had said right, also right. that that even if that's a little bit true, that maybe it's just that um, this, just like Simon has said, this is a fear factor. Like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Like we're we're gonna make a the hill, we're gonna thing. make the hilltop yeah. think that this is a problem, right. but it actually is not, and then that will make them bow down to Negan. Yeah, be like you got a little on your face. Well, I hate to say it. But I think the show is playing it as if it is harmful to people to do that because of what they've done with Father Gabriel and so forth. I mean, I, I just have a feeling they're they're playing it as if, yeah, if you ingest some of this stuff, you can get really, really I'm still, sick. I'm, I'm still going to believe our initial... And I think that's just I'm silly. I'm going to believe our initial premise that that was something to do with some other tainted walkers that were dealing with the chemicals. Because that was another thing that if you look at it in the show, they kept showing that sign that was behind him that said something chemicals or something, didn't it? Behind who? Behind behind the car, uh, Negan's car when yes, it blew there up, there was a sign behind uh, Simon and Dwight. Mm. And you also saw it when Rick was oh, out. Oh, in the yeah, warehouse? you also saw it when Rick was out there as well. That With said, the naked walker? Yeah, it said something chemicals on the back. I, I didn't true. write it down, actually. But they, they kept showing that sign. I wonder if... Um... I wonder if maybe it'll come to play that uh, it isn't, and Negan is thinking it is, and it'll burn him because it doesn't affect people that way. Could be. Or vice versa. You know, maybe maybe that's how it'll play out. Maybe his guys will turn. Well, no, what I mean, though, is that, that it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't actually affect people that well, way. I mean, back to our show, when they all start, like, rubbing their weapons and stuff in the guts... Kim was like, oh, by the mm -hmm. time they actually go to fight, all that stuff's going to be dried up and useless anyways. Yeah. Which is a good point. The it's virus like, will course, be dead. Of course, Negan's bringing his bucket with the bat in it, but why the hell didn't they all just bring something? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, in all seriousness, though, it doesn't matter if it if it's carrying this, this super disease or anything. If you are getting all that gore all over weapons to injure people, you're going to make them sick. You're going to give them bad infections and so forth. And um, so, you know, it does have some effect. Mm -hmm. 
one way or the other. It's just I just it's just I think it's silly though if they, if if they want to give us the premise that it gives them the zombie effect because they get nicked by an arrow. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I will have a problem with that because, you know, that has not been the case in the show for the last eight years. And I don't know why it would all of a sudden be something. It's just too damn obvious. It hasn't been the case between to be something that no one would have thought of before. It hasn't been the case between two separate series. Yeah. Fear. Yeah. With fear and the walking dead. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, that's, you know, they did do this in the walking dead before fear really made it like a day in day out thing. You just rub the gore all over you and they you're invisible and then they brought it back into the walking dead as being like much more of a prevalent thing so yeah i i uh if it does play itself out that way then that's just silly as far as i'm concerned well good i'm glad you had your chance to voice your opinion because i really wanted to hear that last week i wanted to hear what you thought about the whole thing well i had kind of expressed the week before kim that i thought that was a silly premise if they went with it um because i was having a problem with that you know, I, I I I agree with you. I think the thing with Father Gabriel has to do more with the um, the infection based on the uh, chemicals because they because we saw the chemical barrels and so forth. You right? actually believe me now? Yeah. Thank you. I do. Yay. I do. Yeah. Good. No, you convinced me last time. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kim says, first time after 100 episodes, <laughs> yes. I finally convinced him of something. Scott's easing up Jesus. now. It's after 100. So. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm on a lot of medicine. <laughs> I, oh, is that your explanation? I don't even argue anymore. Yeah, next <laughs> week I'm not going to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Take another shot of NyQuil, buddy. Got a long ride. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. One of my favorite parts was at the very beginning of the episode and that was the whole car chase when they're mm-hmm. going down the alley and um simon's eyes kind of avert to the left and he sees the car coming at the caravan and does nothing yes. mm-hmm. and then boom we have impact right. and then you see a little bit of a smirk on simon's face a little bit oh, after yeah. telling dwight what happened that yeah, and it awesome. also it also you could it was, and you could see the way he placed that van to make sure that no one could interfere mm-hmm. with it. Either. Yeah, right. Which got me thinking. You know, he jammed that truck in. There. I thought he was actually setting them mm-hmm. up in the corridor. Yeah. Of those buildings, because he told them to to go set the other truck up the same way. I thought he was setting them up to kill, take right. out all the saviors at that point. I thought he was going to just mow them now, down. I think what he was doing is he was cutting off any of the other savers from being able to go help Negan. Oh, I know, and I know. he was telling them to do it at the other end of the alley just to make it sound like he was setting up a defensive position. Yeah. Right. But that's what it was all about. Right. So, what do you think is Simon's angle? Okay, first of all... Get rid uh, of wants, Negan. No, wait, I mean, first of all, first of all, first of all, do you think he had a sense that Dwight was on the outs... With the whole savior group, like, do you think he knew what Dwight was doing with Alexandrians? I think and... he knew there was. I think he no, no, no. I don't think he knew no. to any any of that extent. No. I think he he had a question. There's there's always kind of that question with Dwight as being a little bit, little bit more solitary. I think mm-hmm. in the group. And well, I, not only that, you know, as he says about Dwight, he says, he says, I I want to hear your opinion. 
because you're in a unique position. You've been you've been inside and outside of the yeah. iron. In other words, you know, you've been burned bad by Negan. Literally, in well, the and so. he actually, yeah, what he, I mean, he was saying you right. have actually held the iron to somebody's face, and you got burned by the, that same iron. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, I mean, it's yeah, he's he's been in control and uh, and the victim. So yeah, and, and he knows he knows that there's no possible way that uh, that. Dwight does not have some angst towards Negan, mm-hmm. so he's trying to he's digging deep to try and figure out what how far that goes. Yeah, he's fe- he's feeling him out to see how much he can rely on him. And so but forth. Simon, for the past few episodes, you've seen him questioning Negan's command right, quite a few times. Decisions. Yeah, and so when he when they're getting the guts out and Negan comes up and starts talking to him about you know when he what does mm-hmm. he say like guts guts is guts and mm-hmm. and. Uh, they're going to be, what did he say? He said they're going to be shitting themselves or something. They're going to scare the shit yes. out of them. Like that, right? And Simon and, uh, kind of gives right. them like Simon's the, like, yeah, yes, sir. his eyes and, and that's it. So, well, he gives them the look. He gives them that. He smiles, but then he gives them that kind of hateful look. Yeah. Like, uh, you're going to get yours. Simon, that's when the episode is called The Key. And everything at the beginning that was happening to Negan... I thought this was kind of like mm-hmm. the key to Simon taking over the saviors. Hmm. I know that's not what it was. The key was the the thing at the end with with uh, Georgie and all that right. kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I saw that this was his opportunity. This was yeah. his key to to the finally, key to the kingdom. Yeah, he saw an opportunity to take everything from Negan and get well, rid it of. Definitely Negan. makes it makes the whole Negan story um, much more interesting, knowing that Negan has enemies from within. And um, so it definitely um, produced a lot more of a wild card there. But it also, it's, in some respects, it, it um, you know, I think we, we said it at one point that it can in some ways make Negan seem like the more reasonable character. Yeah. And gives you a little empathy to Negan, which is, is crazy. But <laughs> Yes, it is. You know. It turns everything on its head. You still feel it somewhat, though, you know? You know, I mean, because you see this guy getting ready to stab him in the back, and you see Negan trying to be, you know, somewhat reasonable with Rick. I mean, he's just, Negan's just kind of, when he's dealing with Rick, he's just kind of like, what is your problem? Mm -hmm. You know, he's just kind of like, what is wrong with you? He's still trying to negotiate the situation. (laughs) And it's like completely out of his hands at that point. Right, right. Well, he's dealing with the crazy man. He's dealing with the Joker, and uh, and that's that's uh, driving Negan nuts because he's like, this guy's not reacting the way people react to this usually, and it scares him. Well, okay. So back back to Dwight. Um, do you think that Dwight should have been more forthcoming with Simon when they were talking? No. I mean, yeah. obviously, no. it was he In did a way? right thing by not saying yeah. much uh he held his cards close to his chest but um he was also very quiet he was just he was kind of um very contemplative and just listening to everything that simon said and not really <laughs> it makes me laugh when i say simon said um <laughs> again he didn't do what simon said no he did not do what simon said uh, he didn't put his big foot in no he did not <laughs> Or take his big foot out. <laughs> I think Dwight's kind of put his big foot in, in and shake it all in about. A bit of shock at the whole situation. 
at, at this point, Dwight is still trying to figure out if he's not going to, if this Laura woman's not going to show up at some point. This is and true. Where the completely hell is she? screw up his, his situation. So, um, I mean, yeah. But, but this is also how Dwight operates. I mean, Dwight has always operated this way. I mean, he's sides. lived among them forever. And yeah, he's, he's, he's not, he's not given out much of himself to yep. anybody, period. You know, I mean, he's harbored this this hatred of Negan forever. I mean, yeah. you know, after what Negan did to his wife and so forth, you know, he's still carrying around her wedding ring and stuff. Um, you know, Dwight's not giving giving his cards out. Yeah. He's not letting anybody know what's going on in his head. He hardly does with even with, uh, you know, with Rick's group and so forth. Just letting neat. Even they don't know totally what to make of it. Dwight's a very smart guy. He he does what he needs to do to survive and to get by. But, I mean, we all know what he really wants, and that is really to get back with his wife, wherever the hell she is, if he ever finds her again, and to just be free mm-hmm. and to be able to do, just to be able to live. So. Well, he's, tre- he's, he's treading a dangerous line right he is. now. He's trying to play both both cards. And, it will uh, catch up with you him. Know, both, both sides of the, yeah, you know, eventually it is going to catch up with him. Hopefully it's going to catch up with him in the right way, but. Who knows? But you know, the the problem he's got is that if you know, if Negan's people find out about it, he's a dead man. If if they don't find out about it and he ends up with Rick's people, he's probably a dead man there too. The craziest thing is the most dangerous thing to Dwight right now is Tara. Why Tara? Oh, just because she wants to kill him? <laughs> She's the only one that actually pulls a gun on him. After yeah, all but... these the stuff that Dwight has done, it's like Tara's the only one that's like, you know, I'm gonna kill you. But I think she believes him now. Right. I think she doesn't want to do that as much. I still she probably still wants him to die. I but still maybe wouldn't not trust Tara. Tara's scary. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, even Daryl and Rosita have it out for him. Yeah. Anybody can mm-hmm. make his life a living Not home. as much, though. Not as much, though. And, and... No, Tara's definitely on a terror streak with him. And, like I said, his wife is... <laughs> yes, very good. Very good, very good. Wow. Like ding, I said... Ding, ding. His wife is still out there, (laughs) and who knows where she is. Um, I doubt she could have gotten very far either by now. But she probably wants to kill him. Or at least we think she's still out there. I don't know. True. She could be Walker Bait by now. She could be. Who knows, man? I mean, I don't even remember where where the, you know, last time we saw her, what was in that that, uh, stairwell or something when they were talking? Smoking a cigarette. last time we saw her? Yeah, after she let uh, Daryl out. Right. Left the yeah, note right. for him. I haven't seen anything of her since then. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the the nod to her with um, when they come up on Negan's car, and it's on the side, and there's the gas yeah. pouring everywhere, and he takes the cigarette out and lights it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Simon is being his blowhard self and just talking, talking, talking. Dwight's letting him talk and talk, and he's just lights it, flicks a cigarette, blows up, and he just says, good answer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great yep, scene. exactly. Yeah, because that was their special cigarette, That was the too. special cigarette that he and his wife were sharing. Yeah. The car chase, uh, well, I just have to say that the CGI was a little off-putting. I was not very happy about that. Really? When, yeah. Which one? It kind of made it a little unbelievable. When they were doing close-ups of both Rick and then Negan's face when they were still driving, and you could tell they're in mm. a stationary car, and the scenery is just moving by behind them. Oh, I think what you're talking about is when they show, they, they're doing a close-up on Negan, and all of a sudden they flash right to Rick's face. Yeah. And the car behind him. Yeah. Yeah. That was poorly done, I think. But of... I honestly didn't even... I didn't notice either. Notice I didn't it. Notice either. Well, that was 
that was only, that was like the worst part of the whole episode. So that's that's not bad at all. Um, but if the, you when you do CGI, you don't do it that way. Never. Okay. Okay. I'm a no, pro at no, it. No. Okay. Good. So I know what I'm talking about. She's seamless. It's, it's seamless. Totally. I wish that the car crash had not had happened as fast as it did. I would have liked to have seen all that happen. But I understand that they had a lot of stuff to get through, and so they needed to to get that done fast. Actually, I liked it. Actually, I liked the way that they just they didn't actually show the car crash. They showed the aftermath of it. I thought that was kind of cool, to tell you the truth. Because I loved watching, you know, I love watching uh, Negan come come up and then he he turns around and you see rick get out of the other car and just start shooting i thought that was pretty cool well also just having the blood everywhere inside of negan's car and not knowing if it's his blood or the bucket of blood that mm-hmm. has spilled that was that was a good effect um and i liked how dwight mentioned that he's like he did have that bucket with him oh yeah he did mention that because yeah, simon's like oh it looks yeah it looks like he's messed up he's like well he did have that bucket of blood with him right <laughs> but i think the turning point for the entire episode happened shortly after the crash when the both of them enter the building and negan runs up the staircase and uh, rick is finally out of bullets and he's like oh you don't have any bullets what are you gonna do now that moment right there was like the instant turning point where everything just went kind of like, for me, in a dreamlike state. And it made the episode amazing. It just made it, like, everything in that episode was different than something that we had seen before. So you went into a fugue-like state while watching the show? Kind of, yeah, because it's like, we have not seen... Wow. We have not seen Rick and Negan up close and personal fighting like that before. And oh, we did. We have recently, actually. Yeah, we have. Not in a, yeah, not a in a chase times. situation like that. Oh, well, they were in fighting the in the house where where then uh, somehow Rick punches Negan in, Rick's in the house. No, 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 no. The fact that they are in a dark basement with walkers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Totally different situation. Yeah, you like the sound of the walkers falling through the hall, falling through the hole yeah, in the yes. floor in the background. Yes. Every once in a while, you hear that boom. Yes, but even <laughs> then. After that scene is when Maggie sees the crates and like all that stuff happens with Georgie. And and then the remainder of the conversation happens with Dwight and and Simon. And it just it's all just like, what the fuck is going on? It was just a weird, weird situation. No, I was going to ask when he says, all right, when when Negan finally sees him that he's out of bullets, doesn't mm-hmm. does he say all right, Rick, or does he say all right, prick? He says Rick. Say prick. Okay. No, he, he said prick. Rick. It prick. totally sounded like prick to me. Because we had closed captioning on. We he saw says it. prick. No, he said Rick. Okay, it sounded it, like the prick. closed captioning had it wrong. I think they it got was it wrong. prick. And nope. but that was great because he was like yes. had all the confidence in the world that he was out of bullets, and then Rick throws the axe at him. Right, the hatchet, it was amazing. Which I, was, I, that was I great. loved that scene. That was good. Let's go ahead and take a break. Okay, and we will be back in a moment, and we'll get back into the. Rick and Negan fight scene in the house. See you in a sec. All right, everybody, we're back. Um, I think before we get back into our discussion, though, let's do a check-in with Kim oh, and yeah. see where she is on her velocity. Kim check. Um, <laughs> 
her 14.0 beer that she's drinking. Kim, how are we doing there? We uh, Have you released or reached velocity no, yet? No, no, no. I'm about halfway. I think I'm about 7.0 out of the 14.2%. Oh, wow. Goodness. And I'm okay. starting to taste the okay. cinnamon in it. It's an evolving beer. <laughs> Okay. Maybe it's I just see. at the bottom. I see. It still doesn't taste all that great. It comes <laughs> it comes at you in layers. It does. <laughs> I'm sure uh, I I'm going to have to mention uh, to my uh, buddy Kim or uh, to Melissa that uh, Kim got quite blown away on her It does say on the side an angry beer. It, <laughs> is it making me angry? It's making her angry. <laughs> yes. Great for argument. I fucking love this episode. <laughs> oh, I really do. God damn it. <laughs> Believe me. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. <laughs> All right. So getting back to the battle between Rick and Negan in the basement, which I, I thought was fantastic. Um, what was... Uh, I thought that uh, Rick had a little bit of the uh, Joker taunting Batman going on. Oh, totally, there. totally. Um, Actually, one of the, which I thought was really cool. one of the best parts. I thought not. I mean, the conversation was great, but one of the best parts I thought was you know the big thing for Negan is that he doesn't have Lucille, so he's looking all over the place for Lucille, right. even though there's walkers like walking all around him and stuff, and he like gets up and he's like, "Damn right. it, where are you?" And then he picks up that pipe, and he kind of swings it a little bit, and then he throws yeah. it down like, screw that, that's not going to help. Yeah. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah, that was a great, yeah, and great he, little and moment. I, and I don't know if you noticed it, you know, when, when he got, when uh, before he fell into the hole, when he got knocked off that balcony up there, um, he dropped Lucille into the hole at that point, and you heard him yelling, Lucille! Yes! <laughs> you know, he was he worried about the fact that he was hanging there, you know. And, uh, or the fact yeah, that Rick has a hatchet. Of course, when Rick, <laughs> well, right? Yeah, there is right. that. Yes, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> but when, but I did think one of the coolest parts of the show is when Rick picks up Lucille, and the smirk he has on his yeah. face <laughs> when he has mm-hmm. it. I, I'm disappointed. I have to admit, I'm disappointed in one aspect of it is that I would have liked to see Rick be able to hang on to Lucille a little bit longer as a trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe keep it for an episode or two just to really drive Negan nuts. Yep. Yeah, but how beautiful was it but, that he uh, lit it on fire? Grind in the pain. Yeah, it was, oh, sure. yeah, it was sweet. Mm-hmm. And, and just but so everyone did, knows... He lost it so quickly. Because we were seeing this... You saw it online, right, Stuart, where people were trying to light a bat on fire. Yeah. He actually poured mm-hmm. gasoline on it or something flammable. Where he got the gas, not right. quite sure. Right. But he might have, might have been alcohol yeah. or something. So... It was a little lighter fluid container. Yeah, there was, was people holding. were trying to debunk the fact that you could light a bat on fire that quickly. Because they're like, come on. How are you going to light a bat on fire that quickly? He did actually put something flammable on the bat. Oh, you saw him yes, pouring it on yes. it. You yeah. saw it, you heard it, everything. It was dark, yeah. but you saw it. Yep. So, but apparently some little, people missed yeah. that. It was a little silly because people were coming out on Twitter and Facebook and saying, oh, how do you light a bat on fire? No one lights a bat on fire that quickly with not, uh, without a star. You really can't. Come yes. on. No. Yes. No. Yes. Now, there were some really, really flammable uh, walkers down there. Yes. The eaters. (laughs) They went up pretty fast. Those were the eaters. The eaters. I I do enjoy... They were the eaters. I do enjoy the fact that they had the callback to the original um, doors with the do not open dead inside. I also enjoyed the fact that they had another new name introduced for the walkers. And in, uh, in that it was eaters. 
Um, I also really love that you could just hear the groaning behind the door. Um, it's it's like Scott and I have always said the 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 what did we say the monster with the zipper? Oh, the zipper on the monster. There you back. go. Thank I think, you. I think Kim just hit nine point oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That is that is a Stephen that is a Stephen King quote yes. on why we love horror is because we enjoy horror because we always know there's a zipper on the monster. Right. Things that are we know it's the scariest not real. Things are always the things you cannot see. Now, not Stephen King, but that's as as the viewer, they lit the room a little bit so that we could see what was going on. But mm-hmm. I'm sure as the people who were in the show, they were supposed to not be able to see what was going on. Um, and I actually wish they had made right. it a little bit darker so that we couldn't see very much. But I think that's why I liked that scene so much. That whole scenario is because the two of them were going at it, but there was another element involved. There was a third person involved, and that was the walker. Mm-hmm. And we never saw it mm-hmm. until they all fell into the door and all hell broke loose. Right. Went through like the si- Silence of the Lambs would have been a lot scarier if there were walkers down in that basement. Fuck yeah. This is the true. The <laughs> This is true. Clarice. But you know, it's funny because they have gotten... The the walkers in the episode, in a lot of respects, were, were active background noise. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, even when you saw, like, um, the battle going on around... Um, the car when we come upon Negan's car and flipped over and so forth. There's walkers wandering around there. Rick's just walking right on by him, taking shots at yeah, the car. He He's not care. paying any attention to mm-hmm. them and so forth. And and even in the basement, they were it was you know, it was like you know, you're you're fighting each other. You do have this constant attack going on by these other things, but you're still focused on the other person. You right. know. So they're just knocking walkers out of the way, but they're still trying to just get at each other. Right. That's the main thing. and um, Or Negan's just trying to get away. <laughs> it's actually, um, it's almost kind of ridiculous in a way, because when they're down there fighting, and they are trying to get away from each other, they're just like throwing the walkers out of the way, like, God, get out of the way. Like, I'm trying to, we have a mission here. <laughs> right, right. The walkers, like, there's no fear associated with them at all. It's just like, God. Right. Just an impediment. Mm-hmm. Impediment. These stupid walkers are in the well, way. And you know, it's funny because we've kind of said that that's how people should be dealing yeah, with these walkers true. anyway. Because, yeah. I mean, they're so slow yeah. and everything. You just shove them out of the way, you know. And we've had these episodes where people, you know, walk into a crowd of them and they're just mobbed. And you're kind of like, couldn't they just shove them out of the way? I mean, you know, push your way through them. But yeah, whatever. I did think it was interesting, though, that uh, Negan found out about what happened to the uh, scavengers, to the junkyard yes. people. Yeah. 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 In this. That was a um, beautiful scene. His face when Rick is like, is that how you save people? You just annihilate everybody in the community and you see his face and he's like, fuck, god damn it. Well, yeah, at first he's like, uh huh. And then Rick's like, well, he was like, yeah, he said, he said, what are you talking about? Yeah, he said that. He's like, but you think we're going to trust you now? And he's like, god damn. Damn it! Because mm-hmm. he he realized Simon mm-hmm. actually finally took actually did take him out, which goes yeah. back to our original comment or original discussion of, of uh, Simon. You know, could have mm-hmm. been responsible for another community being destroyed. Yeah. which is why uh, Negan didn't right. really trust him in the first place, going out by himself. Right. I totally agree. Right. 
So I, I'm definitely looking forward to when Negan and Simon confront each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be it's sweet. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, that'll be insane. Uh, now, of course, he's got to get away from Jada, but we'll we'll deal with, you know, one thing at mm-hmm. a time. But even the back and forth <laughs> between Negan and Rick and Negan goes on and on about how they've saved communities before and that that's what they did with right. the, um, the, uh, the kingdom and with the other guys that are currently saviors. And, and he's like, what's, what, what the hell is your problem, Rick? And <laughs> I just love that whole, like that twist on it mm-hmm. on, on their relationship. That was and, you know, and, funny. And, you know, yeah. I mean, you're, you're getting a real understanding of his perspective on where he's coming from and you can understand it as yeah. a viewer. You're like, Oh, I understand where he's thinking that might be okay. Even though he is so freaking brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think also we gave us a, also gave us just another tiny um, reinforcement to the fact that Simon was the head of the outpost um, and that the outpost was a separate community. Oh, you think? Because he mentions them. Yeah, he mentions them in his list of communities that they took over and saved. Really? Oh, he did? Did he say the yeah. outpost? Yeah, he did. No, I don't remember yes, that. Did. I don't mm-hmm. remember that either. Yep, he said sanctuary, he said the outpost, he said um, the kingdom. That was one of the three. I, I remember, I, and I listened again the second time, he mentions the outpost. So the outpost was a separate community at one point, and Simon has said that that was his people. Hmm. Oh, okay. So Simon was the head of the outpost. Okay. All right. Yeah, I have to get back and, and listen. To that. I didn't catch that. So that's makes sense. Yeah, but uh, so that just shows you that si- that's part of the animosity with Simon towards Negan is that Simon was the leader of that right, other community right. at yep. one point. Hmm. That's interesting. Hey, but Negan saves. Negan saves, and in Negan's mind, he's done a good job. You know, in Megan's mind, he's right. done a good job. He says, you know, as he said, when we saved these communities, no one else has died. Right. And that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, you you start to understand his point of view a little bit more. That okay, but you also maybe right, he's not. But you also understand so Rick's point. Well, he's kind of like the governor. The governor was yeah. very um, yeah, very much so. Right. The the governor thought that what he was doing was right for all of his people too. Um, he was not the quite as sadistic the ends. as Negan. Right. Or brutal. The means the means justify yes. the ends. Right. There are things that have to be done to save everyone. And and like other people have said before, if 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 this series had started with Negan in season one, episode one, or the governor season one, episode one, we would think totally different about what Rick has done yeah. at this point. He could be the bad guy. Right. But I mean, you're 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 kind of mm-hmm. getting that same propaganda coming from Negan this the entire time they're down there too. Though he's like, you screwed up, you failed your people, failed your you son, failed your son, give up, and I'll give you this deal. Where which I thought it was interesting when he's kind of laying it out and he says that there'll be seventy five percent kings. Mm-hmm. You'll have a janitorial or eighty five yeah. janitorial yeah, position, right, exactly. and like which ain't that bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. As, this is an A plus sweet deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even so, remind. Uh, um, I did not even mind his theatrical performance in this because it still seemed more real than his previous. And it's not. It's definitely not as over the top as right. what, what had been happening before. So yes, they they have absolutely toned it down. And the fact also that 
that a lot of it is being t is being tempered by um, his uh, his fear too um, makes it a lot less menacing because because he is ha he has fear of Rick. Rick's the wild card that he didn't count on, and you know, and Rick's point to him is like, hey, you know, eventually you would have run into somebody like me, right? You know, it was going to happen eventually. Well, you know, what did you think was going to happen? And, and that's true too. But also, while he's down there, the other thing he's focused on is the fact that Rick has Lucille, or that that he's looking for Lucille at the beginning part of it, and I think that was uh, occupying his mind a little bit when he was talking about all this and trying to get Lucille back. Yeah. So it, the comment that right. Rick made was that where he said, you can't save anyone because you don't care about anyone. All you care about is this bat. Right. I thought was perfect. Yep. I mean, just kind of some nigging right. up. I mean, it's like, yeah, you're only mm -hmm. saving these people mm -hmm. so that you're saved because they get yeah, you things. Cause they, cause right. they, they're, they're, they're get. There's something that you can they use. They cook your food. Yep. They protect you, and you know they 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 occupy your bed. So that um, right, they're this there to serve you. They're not there as people. So when Negan finally jumps out the window, um, I find it very hard to believe that there just happened to be a car waiting for him as he jumps out the window. It just happens to be Jadis and she kidnaps him how I have no idea it doesn't look like he was conscious I'm um, doubt that she could have dragged his little body into the car little I say figuratively okay thinking about it though a little bit more like I agreed with you at the start when, uh -huh. when you had said you're like how, how does she know she's he's there but then you had Simon and Dwight set the car on fire so you got smoke and fire going up in the air Huh. Showing exactly where something just happened. Maybe she drove over there at that point. I'm gonna t I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit further and I'm gonna say she's been stalking them since Yeah, then. possibly. I think I think she's actually just been stalking she these could have guys. been doing paintings of them. And uh <laughs> Right. But I mean seriously, I think that I you know, she's hell bent on revenge. So I think she's been stalking and it may have been stalking Simon. Um, and you know, then Negan came into play because she was stalking Steinman. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but, uh, that, that would be my guess is she's, she's, uh, been actually following these guys around. Well, what do you think she's going to do with Negan? And, well, I think she, I, I think she wants to, I think she wants to give him a horrible death, but I have a feeling Negan will talk his way mm -hmm. out of it saying that it was Simon because he didn't intend for that to happen to yeah. She wants revenge in some way. So, yeah, so yeah. whatever she may get out of it, and then try to better her own position at the same time, because she's obviously, I doubt she has anything at this moment. Mm -hmm. she's she just, just wants revenge. I don't know if, you know, Stu, but I'm not sure if she's even trying worrying about her position no, anymore. Not. I think she's just hell-bent on revenge. No, but when I say not, and, when uh, I say position, I don't mean like she's trying to rule over anybody. I mean, like, give me some food and shit, and I'm out of here. Right. That's about it. Right. You know, it may turn around, you know, I'm, I'm total speculation, but it may turn around that that um, Rick or uh, not, Negan helps her get at Simon. Oh, because maybe he's also. Yeah. Mad yeah. or he is mad about what Simon did. So he may, you know, he may help her find the way back and hand Simon over. Maybe to they're a thing now. No. 
Yeah, because <laughs> one of the things that I remember saying to Stuart during the middle of the episode, I was like, Simon's dead. He, this is his last episode. He is on his way out because Negan is not going to stand for what he just did for the um, for the the garbage pail pe- people. Right. And so, yeah, you might be right. She might be help, or they might help each other mm-hmm. get to Simon. Which is mm-hmm. I like Simon. I do too. I it's like kind of like a Gavin. Of Simon. Oh, Simon's a Ryan. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a good thought though. <laughs> what, what was the one he mm-hmm. said? Shall we locate our benefactor? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he has such a great way of putting it. He really does. He really does. So we have some mysterious guests in this episode. Yes. Georgie, Hilda, and Midge. Mm-hmm. Midge. Midge. So we all said that we would trust them. But I mean, it's kind of weird. How did they find the hilltop okay. in the first place? When you ha- when you have people come up on you that say, "Okay, fill up crates," you can either put food in there. You're in the apocalypse. Everybody's fighting for something. You can either put food in there, or you could put records, LPs, photographs. Actually, she said, which is such an odd word. She said to what? She but, said phonographs. Oh, Phono- phonographs. Okay, odd word. I I also loved her comment about I don't do the spoken word. Yes. Yes. Yeah, which I good. thought was fascinating. Yeah, it was great. So, what do you what do you think she is? Uh, I mean, she's so clean cut. She's got a nice suit on. She's got a nice haircut and wire rimmed gra- glasses. She's promising future. She's promising what everybody would want in the apocalypse. She's and like that's a an governor. answer. Well, it's an answer to make things not maybe the way they were, but better. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you know it is. That's why I say when you look at it from. A realistic perspective, if you're if you're one of these people trapped in this community and you're trying to make things more livable for yourselves, it's just too good to be true. It's a traveling salesman that's offering too much. That's true. What was the lady's name that was in charge of Alexandria when they first arrived there? The lady. Um, uh, oh. Because that's yes, who she reminded yes. me of. Right. Who's... The, her husband was the senator? Yeah. Mm. No, she um, was the senator. He was the architect. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. Who's... Oh, that's right, yeah, that's right, right, right. Who's yeah, what's-her-face? But that's what I'm saying. They at least had a community. These people are out on their own, like... Well, we don't we know don't that. But we don't know that. No, we, do we don't know We that. don't know that. But they're... Okay, they're in a jacked-up... Uh, when I say jacked-up, a van with yeah. a huge lift kit on it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a mystery machine. Yeah, it's ready for war. Scooby-Doo's yeah, mystery machine. Yeah, but damn, she is super cool. clean. Oh, I know. And very I think that, well fed. I think that they are they are part of a community. They're like scouts. I know, but if she's the one with the answers, you wouldn't she be shouldn't sending be out. Her, you shouldn't be sending her out with people. Well, it's kind of like Aaron. Aaron had the what answers. If, what if you run into? Yeah, but they're not. They're sending Aaron out. He's the scout. Mm-hmm. She's not. She's, she's the one with the knowledge, or at least she's the one that's professing. Yeah. She has the knowledge. She she has the air of the person in charge. Yes, totally. Um. Whereas, uh, you know, um, Aaron did not. Aaron Aaron did seem like a scout. Yeah. But I still feel like that they're coming from some sort of a community. You're not going to be that pristine and clean and so forth living out of a van down by the river. Agreed. Um, living out of a van so. down by the river. <laughs> Who's Deanna? Deanna. Deanna, yes. Deanna. Deanna. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. And my first, th- my first thought is maybe she's a politician, but I don't think they're going to do another politician. So 
I think she is probably like a college professor or something like that, an historian, because she does make a um, you know direct reference to middle age. Yes. Um, technology. Uh, yep. Technology as being in point as being important. Yeah, I would suspect she's a history professor of some sort, and that that they have a community that that's trying to be benevolent. Because you know, even one of the one of the the two girls says it's a benevolent effort or it's a benevolent move yep. yes. on her part to give knowledge to people. The other one said moisture. <laughs> moisture. I love that. <laughs> that I liver that is... sticky clump and moisture. I loved her face though. God, I loved uh, Georgie's face when she said moisture. She looked at her like what? Honestly, That's, it's like an actual word. <laughs> That is the word that I hate most in this world is moisture. And they oh. talked about that on the Talking Dead. On the Dead Talking Dead. Oh. That was pretty funny. I hate that word. So that gross. was pretty funny. Ugh. I, okay. Moving on. Okay. But, okay, but, but anyway. she does say she has it all in her head. Then she talks about how mm-hmm. she has the book. and then But she said, well, I, did, I got it out of my head onto the book. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she's saying that this is coming from right. her in a way. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that that's actually right. like... No, I think thing, or I, she's collected like all this. I knowledge. think she's an educated person. Maybe so. Maybe that does leave cre- lead credence to the fact that she could be a professor. But I think she's an educated person who has gained this knowledge over time and then has transferred it to the paper. She did mention a copy, photocopying, photocopying machine or office or something. I think she was making. I think she was making a joke. At she that was point. okay. She was. Okay. Well, but I tell you yeah, that, something to the effect of, "Well, when my copy my copier ran out, I had to start writing it down, or something like that." Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's what she was getting. Uh, no, but I I do think she's an ed- just an educated person who's read a lot of books. I think that's she's a professor, and I think I think she's a historic professor or a history professor, and I think that she has recreated all the historical technology into that book. One thing I will knows. say is that book was not very thick, and I would have imagined it would have been like volumes oh, of work. It, it looked like it was about three inches of paper. It could have been handmade paper, which is a lot thicker. And, That's true. But, and she also said it's an evolving work. Yeah. Too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so she she's also adding said to it. that she did not want to share it with anybody that did not deserve it as well. So have right. they been watching The Hilltop mm-hmm. and Maggie for a while? Yes. Oh, to yeah. know that yes. these are the people they want to give their stuff to? Definitely. Yep. So which means, have they seen the interactions between the Hilltop and the Saviors? Do they know about the Saviors? And what they're capable of? Because... Don't know yet. Maggie just let them go at dusk when the Saviors are just about to descend on the Hilltop. I'm curious that that they that she mentions that um, there are not many communities like that, and that they hadn't seen one in a long, long time. Yes. Um, I wonder which one had been the one that they'd seen in a long time. I wonder if maybe they had some interactions originally with Alexandria or something. <gasps> oh, that's a good. They're going to take Morgan. No. <laughs> They're not. They could take Morgan somewhere. It could be years before we see right. them again. Years right. is a relative yeah. term, but mm-hmm. you know. Well, yeah, it could be quite a while before they actually come back into the storyline again, so we may not be talking about them for a while. Right. However, I really liked the interactions between Maggie and Michonne, and then Michonne and Enid. Rosita was kind of a bit player in this, but the way Mm -hmm. that Michonne... Not a very good bit player either. Well, she hardly ever is, unfortunately. But uh, Michonne 
is still holding on to everything that Carl wrote down in those letters and the things that he told them at the very end about being nice to other people and helping other people. And that was a big turning point for Maggie because you could kind of see it in her face that she was going down a dark road for a second there when she was like, nope. Yeah, it was her it was her governor moment. Yeah. You know, it was her moment where she could go the route of the governor or she could, you know, uh, be like Carl. And she chose, she looked at the kids and realized she needed to be like Carl for them to have a future. Mm-hmm. And but it was definitely her governor moment. I like the fact that Michonne put Enid in her place and stopped getting and stopped getting Enid to egg, uh, egg uh, Maggie on. That was funny. Why right. did Enid even walk in the room with a gun in her hand? Michonne's know. like, "Girl, what the fuck are you and doing?" And she's like, "Step off." Yep, step back. Yeah, yeah. but you know, but it was like, keep, keep in mind though. <laughs> keep in mind though, Enid was dealing with some heavy stuff. I mean, she just found out Carl had been killed. And so forth. So she was hiked up on a lot of anger. And so yeah, but forth. what was so she going to do? Take I'm sure Michonne that was out? playing it. I know. I just. I. I, I think I, she was just stomping around angrily. I unfortunately just can't feel sorry for Enid's character because I just never liked Enid. I know, hmm. but I understand what you're saying. Totally. Yeah, she was just hot. She went up. through some stuff. Mm. Just whatever. Keep it off camera. Well, I was glad <laughs> that was the other thing that we talked about in the. <laughs> Episode before. Off camera. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we talked about in the episode before is that uh, a lot of people were upset. Kids are to be seen, not heard. <laughs> a lot of people were upset that they didn't, um, they just played like a music track when uh, Daryl comes back to tell Enid that, you know, Carl's dead and tells everybody that Carl's dead. Right. And they're like, oh, oh but that would be such an opportunity for them to, you know, talk it out. And I was, I was like, yeah, I didn't care about all that shit. Like, <laughs> I think it was <laughs> right. It was well played. I think it was really well done, actually. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody knows it's an emotional time. There's a lot of everybody's. We don't need emotions from each and every character. No, we don't. That's yeah, right. I mean, come on, that could I be like would. the rest I of. I tell you what, that. yeah, I agree with you. When when that scene when that scene was going on with uh, with Rick Rick at the graves, and Daryl comes walking in and starts talking to him or whatever, I would have so loved. You know, because Daryl said, like, he had, like, a whole soliloquy he went through there. I'd have loved if Rick had turned around and gone, what the hell? <laughs> Why are you talking so much? <laughs> I think it's the most lines he's had in, like, three years. I think it's the longest conversation they've had in three years. Totally. And I, it actually was yeah. great. Yeah. It's like, Wow. They're finally waking mm-hmm. up. Maybe Nicotero finally is, you know, said something to him and said, "Come on, maybe we should let Daryl talk a little more." Mm-hmm. Well, remember he said in the premiere of The Talking Dead that hopefully Daryl has some lines this season, yeah. the rest of the season, right? So I, I, they all know that. Other than grunting, what? No, thank you. No, thank you. You're greater. <laughs> no, no, thank. You. Maggie decided to take. Georgie and the ladies back to the hilltop. Why do you think she did that instead of just either making the deal right there on the spot or just saying she's no been things? a badass? I don't think I she. Think she's trying to. I mean, she was. Oh, I don't think she had made up. She didn't make up her mind yet. Yeah, that was a and, smart and move. It just wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't ready to make up her mind yet on these two. 
or these three people. But do you ever get the idea that the more people you bring inside Hilltop, like they're seeing the way everything's laid out, you're giving them the advantage of seeing where your stores are, where your weapons are, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, is that really a smart move? No. Or could that be kind of stupid? No, on you're your right. Part? It's it is a stupid move. Could be. Yeah. I mean, they've already mm-hmm. got all the saviors inside right. there. And the saviors are watching every move they make. And now you've got old Georgie, who we don't know from Adam. If anything, you're showing them how much you're not hiding because they're just within a wall. They don't really have yeah. much that they're hiding. Right. So. Well, she right. She was able to assess that they don't have any food. Yep. That's for sure. She states that. She says, I think you guys are going to need it more than we do. And I thought that was a cool uh, play when she said that uh, she was like, well, I'm going to have to change the terms. And, and Maggie's face some, yeah. got terse. Yeah, yeah, because I would have too. I would like, been, oh, yeah. change what terms? Like, what? God damn it. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, well, yeah, we're going to have to give you more food. And she's like, oh, oh, okay, great. I mean, it's one of those things that they would mm-hmm. never hear at that kind of right. time. Yeah. No, and I think it was it was a brilliant move by uh, Georgie to gain their trust. Yes. Um, but I think Georgie needed to hear more out of them, too, before she was willing to make that yeah. move. Yeah. But I think they had been they had been watching them long enough to know that that was it's it just seems like they're um, whatever her group is or whatever that they they watch very carefully and they made they know their decision going in what it's going to be. It's not like Aaron's when he was doing it for Alexandria where he was getting to know people by meeting them and so forth. I think they really thoroughly check them out before they decide what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, but it does, I mean, it does hint back to what he did. I mean, he, he would watch people too. Uh, but yeah, um, these people definitely seem to have a very good feel of what the hilltop is all about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. More than we so, do. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Just one little note about the episode that I just wanted to bring up was the, the fact that there was a naked walker this time. Oh yeah. Right. Yes. That what we was saw the deal behind with the naked Simon and Dwight. I don't know why he was there. It was there. We don't know if it was a boy or a girl. He wasn't actually doing anything either. He was just like in the background with yeah. Simon and Dwight. And I right. saw a close up. So and, what was the um, big deal? I don't know. I think I think Nicotero just wanted to do a different type of walker, something that was not clothed this time because every walker has been clothed. It was the first one that's naked, and um, I saw some close up pictures of it and. And an explanation from Nicotero, and he said that there were walker bites strategically placed so that you can't tell if it's a boy or a girl. So in the, the breastesis area and in the, the groin area. and uh, That's where walkers go when they get a bite. Yeah. This, yes. this walker apparently had a really bad death. <laughs> so, But anyways, I thought it was really cool. Um, it was just something different. I liked it. I heard I heard them mention it on the after show, and I just didn't I didn't understand what the relevance was. I'm not sure why the walker waved when he was in the background, though. That was kind of weird. It's like they don't normally wave. Yes. No, they don't. Yes, and why it had a popsicle. Yes, and that big foam finger. <laughs> make it. And the big foam finger, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, I couldn't tell what team they were pulling. Did you go into a game, Anyways. a walker game. It like, was Cincinnati. It was a Cincinnati's Cincinnati Reds finger too. That didn't make any sense to me. A Cincinnati dead. Oh stop! Oh, are you yes, just trying Lord. to rub in that UC just lost and my bracket is now busted? Well, he was. It was Cincinnati. It was baseball, not basketball, honey. I understand Bearcats. that. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Well, you know what? They shouldn't win because Bearcats not a real thing. 
It is a real thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, on that that thrilling note, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute with Hit and Miss. All right, we're back. Let's make one more check-in with Kim, see how she's doing with her <laughs> Escape Velocity beer. Kim, um, what are you at now? What do you I think? I think I'm at 13% mm. out of 14.2. Okay. Yeah, but... Really? Okay. All right. Okay. It's getting Go a ahead. little harder to follow conversations. All right. So it is, it's Kim's favorite time of the, the night, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is, baby. Yeah, it is. Hit or miss. Kim, why don't you escape velocity us with a hit? Okay. And maybe just so, maybe just one. Maybe just one hit. I only have one Whoa. that I will mention. What? I mean, I I love the entire episode, and there's a lot of things in the episode okay. that I really love. But I love that Georgie wants cheeses for Hilda and pickles for Mitch. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's very like nice. That. It was so yes. cute. Yeah. There were a lot of little mm-hmm. things like that, was. Were, that were great. Stuart, how about you? What's your hit? Um, Simon. And it, a lot of his dialogue was great. I, I, like when he was talking about getting rid of the hilltop people, he was like, we must expunge, redact. Mm-hmm. We must expel redact them. them. You know, he kept yep. like, the, mm-hmm. the, his, his use of uh, terminology is awesome. But actually, oh, uh, yeah. One of the, my favorite scenes was with him and Dwight when he's kind of feeling him out and they're in the truck and he's like, all right, let's, let's be candid. <laughs> let's get weird, which totally <laughs> sounded like a William Burroughs yes. comment, you know, it was yes. just, yes. it was, it was awesome. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, lo- I love Simon and there's a lot of people who say, okay, we got to get rid of Simon. And yes, he's dangerous now, but man, he's a great character now. Mm-hmm. He is a great really character. I, I enjoy him. Much more dangerous. I mean, he's evil enough that he will have to cut, meet his end pretty soon, but yep. it's a shame because he is a fun character. Um, and he definitely has some great exchanges. My hit was the the running battle between Nick or Rick and Negan. Um, <laughs> I just thought that Nick and Regan. Um, I thought that was that was great the the car chase and then the fight through the house and so forth. Again though, man, I hated that Rick didn't hang on to Lucille. I would have thought that would have been kind of fun for next couple of episodes to have him kind of taunting him by having Lucille and, and that, Negan kind of going I'm, nuts over it. That was one of my other hits. Was I mean, come on, when he picks that bat up and he's got it, and he's just smiling. Mm-hmm. He's right. like, oh right. yeah, well, that was an <laughs> awesome scene. Yep, exactly. Thought that was great. Kimmy, how about a how about a miss? Did anybody miss on anything here? So I had two misses, and I'll be quick with them. The first <sighs> is simply the CGI for the car chase. I really felt like I was watching a nineteen seventies. You can't let go of that, can you? Car chase. Yeah, it was really bad. 
It, it disturbed me. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, though. It was not good. And then the second one was just Daryl again. He had lines this time, but again, they just did not seem very believable. I, I hate to say it for all those Daryl lovers out there, but I think Daryl needs to go. Or just continue or being show quiet. his chest more. I don't even care about that. <laughs> you, you said Daryl needs to go? He either needs to go really? or just continue being quiet. This is not uh, like... Ladies and gentlemen, Kim has reached 14.2. Yes. <laughs> At that moment. Well, if you're not going to contribute to the story, the why, why be on the show? Seriously. I think I think Daryl will be will be contributing to the story very soon. He's just kind of a background figure at the moment. Hey, Kim is actually just walking. She's just wandering around the room with the mic in her hand at this moment, just talking. I am randomly. not. I am not. I am She fine. was just mentioning that the Care Bears were here earlier. Oh yeah. And the Teletubbies. Stuart. Oh, the <laughs> Teletubbies. My big miss was every one of Rick's big misses with the gun. Oh, I know. Like, He's how such can a bad he shot. not hit him? He was wasting so much goddamn ammo. Like, yeah. shooting, it was like at the same spot. Like, he, even when he pulls, he gets rid of, like, the automatic rifle. And he runs inside, mm -hmm. slides under Negan that's trying to hit him with the bat. Gets up. That was Negan pretty starts cool running. Slide, though. It was a good slide. It was, it was a good duck. He had to yeah. have it. And then Negan starts running down the hallway, and he shoots... And it just goes boop, 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 boop. There's like six shots in the exact same little spot. And it was like, come on, special effects guys. Like, move the <laughs> things around. So. Mm -hmm. Anyways, come on. The guy's a trained police officer. Well, he not has only to that, be a better did, shot did, than did that. Rick, Rick didn't have any more bullets? I find that hard to believe. I guess not. Nope. Well, my miss is... Um, is, is as previously stated, the whole premise of the tainted weapons uh, is is quite silly to me. And I was very happy it really didn't come into play in this episode, but I have a feeling it's going to be coming into play in a couple of episodes going forward. And I'm, I'm not going to be real happy about uh, those fact that those will be appearing and probably will stay on my miss list for, for a while. Um because I just think it's a really silly present, real silly uh, uh, idea. Yeah, I mean, you know they're still going to the hilltop because Simon says so. Again, da dun dun And <laughs> Yeah, we got it. Simon says. And he says they're going to continue doing the, the fear that Negan uh -huh. wanted. So. Yes. Right. It's gonna make it an yeah, appearance. Yeah. Sorry. That's why I said I, I. I imagine it's not going anywhere as far as my miss list for a little while. But see, I'm excited about that because I think it'll uh, be interesting to see which way it goes. Either it does infect people, or we find out that Negan was really just he knew the what what the reality of it was all going to be, and he knew that it was just going to be a fear factor type thing. I so. I sadly I sadly feel that it will be. The former I, that they they are playing it on the show as if it does affect people by getting infected by the the uh, blood itself, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I I think if they tried to do it the other way, like you're saying, or like I speculated that Negan gets you know he thinks it's going to work and it doesn't, um, is probably 
uh, a little harder to explain in the in the grand scheme of things when they try to run the show. So I don't think they'll go that route. But that's it. That's my that's my miss for this week. Everything else was fantastic. So Kim, I think we've got some listener comments, right? Um, let me see here. We've got Emmeline Veltkamp said, "Fantastic episode. Love the interaction between Simon and Dwight." Um, she said, having Simon in charge is much scarier than Negan. Negan mm-hmm. is brutal, but he's a lawful evil. He has the goal that he works towards. Simon is a chaotic evil and just wants to watch the world burn. Yeah. I will say this. I'm not quite so sure if if Simon is totally chaotic in his outlook on that. I do think he he's much more inclined to destroy things, and he's yes. psychotic. But I don't necessarily yeah. see him as a guy that's like completely out of control, though. No, if if you're not following what he asks you to do, if you don't do what Simon says, you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Simon says, "Do this, or you die." Put your <laughs> so put your big foot in and yes, and pull that big foot out. Yeah, no, because I mean that's what he's saying with Hilltop. His whole explanation with Hilltop is that from every evidence that we've seen, is everything we throw at them. They mm-hmm. don't get scared. You mm-hmm. cannot break them. You cannot make them scared enough to fall in line and do what they're supposed to do. So in, in that instance, you get rid of them and move on and find someone else who's going to produce for you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what, that's his thought. Is that, you know, it's, Hilltop is a waste of time. We're going to lose people on trying to make right. them do what we want them to do. Let's just kill them and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Simon is not as sophisticated thinker as as Negan is, and he's much more visceral. He's just gonna, you know, he's he's definitely more of a bully who's just gonna plow his way through stuff. Um, Negan, as we're learning with with the development of Negan, is that he's got a lot more of a sophisticated plan actually mm-hmm. in place, um, and there's a real reason why he does things. He's not just being brutal. Simon, I think, has a plan. You know, I think Simon does. He is a, a leader and so forth like that. But he is much more brutal in yes. that um, he just he he his 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 brutality is is more for Simon than it is for um, for a plan. Well, I think the the thing that always made Negan scary is that you thought that he was looking for an opportunity to kill someone, an excuse mm-hmm. to hurt someone. Right. Even though that was his rule, was take a person out as an as an example. Um, right. Whereas Simon, he is that he is the Negan that we thought Negan mm-hmm. was. You know, he is the evil right. that we thought he was. Um, he he wants that excuse to take somebody out. Right. And Negan and like, has a plan. He has a reason for doing it. Yeah. When you saw Jadis like knock him down, Simon was giddy, <laughs> giddy yep. with rage. To, yeah. to take them mm-hmm. all out. He's like, oh, right. oh, no, you didn't. That's what I wanted. Yep. That's what I yep. wanted. Thank yeah, you. So. Yep, I agree. Mark LaVarnway said, my favorite episode of the season. It would seem Georgie gave them a test. First test was to see if they were reasonable. Second, to see if they were charitable. And the third, to see if they were cultured. Passing all three meant that she deemed ready. she deemed them ready to be admitted into some grander scheme. Perhaps Georgie is part of a larger, more advanced, civilized community who are branching out. I would have taken the badass van over the book, though. <laughs> Agreed. That's and that's the thing. Like, nice. 
Okay, yeah, these people might be living out on their own and making it somehow. Mm -hmm. But if I saw that van and I was trying to survive, I'd be like, hell yeah, I want that van too. (laughs) That thing was sweet. It was loaded with stuff. (laughs) I know, but it was just really cool looking. It was cool. I mean, you don't need to be looking cool in the apocalypse, but obviously Daryl is trying. Well, hey, nobody cares in the apocalypse. Look as cool as you can. Yes. As you ever wanted to. Mm -hmm. All right, and Jennifer Zervos... Is that how you said it? I hope so. Uh, Simon said, Simon is a hypocrite. He told Dwight that he thinks that they should move on and then turns around and tells the group to kill everyone at the hilltop. I don't think he's a hypocrite. No? Nope. I just think he wasn't telling him the whole truth. Don't yeah, because he, was, yeah, he wasn't saying he was going to leave them alive. Yeah. He was going to move on. Right. Yeah. He's going to kill right. them I think, then it, move on. I think what you're, right. I think what you're saying, Kim, is that to Simon, killing them all is moving on. Right. You know, the cut bait on this community. We're not going to, this community is not going to work with us. So let's cut bait, kill them all, and then we'll move on to the next one that will work with us. Cut exactly. them and make and, them uh, into bait. I exactly. like that. Very nice. <laughs> I uh, hope you do not, because Char- that's kind of scary. <laughs> Charmaine Penny said, It was awesome. Dwight's cool now. Car chase and flaming walkers. Woohoo! Nobody stuck, in the pl- stuck to the plan, and it was the best kind. I loved it when Rick caught Lucille on fire. I did too. I thought that was great. That was a lot of fun. Yep. We Heart TWD said, Love this episode. Thought it was one of the best. Too bad Georgie didn't find more communities that we could use for help. Jadis at the end was epic. I screamed. <laughs> so did I. My theory on Simon is that he killed all the men and the boys over 10 from Oceanside. Simon likes to kill people. He wants to move on by killing everyone at the hilltop. He said that the last two or three episodes and hinted in the first half of the season. Simon is more dangerous than Negan. Totally agree with you. First of all, I agree. I agree that he's probably the one that screwed up the Oceanside people. And that's why Negan cannot trust him. Uh, but also that Simon is way more sadistic than Negan ever was. So, mm-hmm. or maybe yeah, he and just I think misses it, that side of Negan. Maybe But I mean, you know, and I do think it's also a large part in is is that you know um, Negan broke down Simon and made mm-hmm. Simon his boy because Simon was the leader of another community, and Simon was made to come and work for him. Um, and like you said, I do think he, Simon let his bloodlust go. Now, the thing with the Oceanside thing may have happened actually before Negan and so forth. We don't know. True. We just know that, uh, we, or we feel that Simon was probably the instigator of that based on the way things are rolling right now. Right. New Jeff CT said, definitely think it's one of the best episodes of the season. Excellent action. Good back and forth between Rick and Negan, as well as Enid, Maggie, Michonne, Rosita at Hilltop, and Dwight and Simon. And some interesting twists twists with uh, Georgie and then Jadis at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. We keep forgetting about the Jadis ending. That was a nice uh, nice little throw in there at the end. Uh, Mary, the Italian bartender, said, Do you trust Georgie? I don't know. I think we we've decided we do. We discussed it. Yeah, we discussed it at the beginning. No, I mean it's it is a uh, it's a tough thing that they're gonna have to deal with. We'll see, but it may not happen very quickly. It could. Yeah, we may not get the that answer to that one for yeah. for quite a while. It could be something that comes back to bite them in a long time. 
Yeah. I think they did kind of hint that it will be a while. Yeah. Paige at Alexandra V1289 said, I'll admit I fell off TWD this season, but I'll be back to submitting feedback for fear. Fear looks really nice. good. Have y'all seen the season oh, yes. openers yes. for that? Yes, very excited. Trailers? Very excited. We'll talk about that in a minute because I do want to talk about some of that. dark and twisted looking. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Laura at TWD Losty said, kill Simon already. <laughs> He's worse than Negan. <laughs> I don't want him to die yet. I think he's a good foil. He's pretty good. I'm not there yet, Laura. Um, But his time will be coming, I'm sure. So next time on The Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 13, do not send us astray. Trouble arises when unexpected visitors arrive at the hilltop and the community is thrust into action. Heartbreaking discoveries are made. There's mm, so there's more ominous. there's more unexpected visitors. I mean, we've already had Georgie. Well, we know that the saviors are coming. Who else is unexpected? I don't uh, know. We don't Ocean's know that eye? we don't know that it's Are you are you sure it's not supposed to be expected visitors, I wonder? Maybe it's Oceanside though. They're not expected. Or maybe it's King Ezekiel finally showing up. Or uh you know, who knows? Who knows? And, what, and what's uh, heartbreaking? Jerry, I brought bit? more cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> it could be more cobbler. That's the heartbreaking discovery. Jerry's like, oh my God, I can't eat any more cobbler. It's Jesus. Just, oh, just for God's sake. You and the cobbler. <laughs> um, the heartbreaking discoveries, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, maybe it has something to do with finding out the people at the, at the, uh, the dump are dead. I don't know. <laughs> Because so many That's people care. So about them. heartbreaking, yeah. Yes, I don't know. Whew. I don't know. We'll find out. Kimmy, <laughs> how about some news? We got any news going on in the world? For those of you who are interested, the season finale and the mid season premiere are gonna air back to back on April fifteenth, Sunday, April fifteenth. And you don't have to watch it at home any longer. You can now go to your local theater and watch it. They are going to show these in the theater, and for those of you who are actually going to go see it at the theater, you can get 30 minutes free bonus material plus a little commemorative item from The Walking Dead. And it's going to be the crossover show between Morgan uh, in The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. And you'll actually get the, the everybody in the theater is going to dress as zombies, aren't they? They could. That would be sweet. So you're saying the season ending Walking Dead and then the season pre- mid-season <laughs> premiere of The Fear of the Walking Dead are going to be back-to-back? Yeah. Scott, yes. you're like in total disbelief. You're like, really? This is actually happening? <laughs> I, 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 in I, theaters. I can't believe this. They'll be doing it in Charlotte, in Scott. In, in Charlotte. We're they trying will. to get tickets. Yeah. We might go. Where are you? So where is it here, like locally? How far away? It's, there's only three... Three theaters in Atlanta? Three theaters in Atlanta okay. that are doing it. So it's it's very limited. It'd be sweet if it was a drive-in theater. That would be that awesome. That would be awesome, but it's That'd not. That would be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, more in, I'm more thinking it's sweet if it's at the theaters that have the inclined chairs and, <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, and the bar. A, that's and the one we're going like to. brings me a sandwich. Yeah. Yes, that's uh-huh, exactly the exactly. one we're going to, actually. That's the kind of theater I like to go to. But I think that's pretty cool. That'll be kind of fun. It is pretty cool. Yes, it will be. That'll be a, a will whole be new a... experience. It's like when you're at the walk uh, at 
when you're at the Walker Stalker mm-hmm. convention and you can see the episode that night with everybody that's in attendance, mm-hmm. that lends a new feeling to the episode because you mm. get to hear people's reactions to things as they happen. Don't go in there. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> So to be in a theater full of people, that's going to be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about um, it. Now, that, and that means then that we will not have a break in our broadcast either, will we? We'll go right from The Walking Dead into Fear. Yes, yes. we will. And we will probably have to cover both episodes that week. We might that have sounds to do, fun. We might have to do two recordings that week. <laughs> that sounds delightful. <laughs> you sound okay, really convincing. Buddy. It's okay, bud. <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> no, that's going to be exciting. That'll be a lot of fun. So, speaking of which, we normally don't have a break, do we? No, we don't. No, we don't. But they, yeah, they would actually do. What was it? They would. Uh, oh, they would double them up. That's what they normally did. They wouldn't. They wouldn't air them the same night. Right. They would just do right. do fear Week. with two two episodes right. at once. Yeah. No, they're they're finally getting smart. Yeah. Tagging them together. Be, I think it'll be uh, interesting. No, no, we've had so how how. Are they going to do this? How are we going to be bringing Morgan into fear? We don't know. What is your speculation on that? Because the only reason I'm asking is because they've got, it almost seems like a whole new cast coming on the show. On fear. Yeah. So are we all of a sudden going to spring into the future on fear? No. Morgan is going to walk, this is my theory, Morgan Mm -hmm. is going to walk away from The Walking Dead because he is uh, done with all the killing. And he needs to find himself again, just like he did with the Cheesemaker. And he's going to go on a walkabout and suddenly find himself going from it, uh, let's see, he would be in Alexandria. So he'd be going from Alexandria to Houston, Texas. And back so in I time. imagine we won't see him. Nope, he's not going back in time. They're gonna, there's going to be a jump in fear. Right, that's my and point. we're probably going to see him at the very end of fear, hmm. the the premiere of it. Oh, okay, that's what I think. There's this whole time period that we didn't even know where Morgan was. Why wouldn't he just be back then? You know. Where he was lost. When he was lost and doing his whole crazy writing on the walls and stuff originally. Well, I think part of the where you're going to have a hard time years. explaining yeah. that is is how does he, I don't know, go all the way out there and then come back? Or are you saying, because, you know, Walking Dead has happened what were you say? afterwards. No, what, what was I going to say? Yeah. No, what I was saying is that there's that massive time jump that we had with Morgan where he disappeared mm-hmm. from when the series started mm-hmm. until he finally sees Rick again. And he's in his whole clear mode and right. between killing his wife and his right. daughter and no, then the clear mode. There's like there's that. Yeah, there's so, all that time period. We so during that him. time period, like, he, couldn't he, he, he wandered out fierce? to Texas. Couldn't he? Yeah. He wandered out to Texas know. and then wandered back. Possibly, maybe, maybe somebody like, like I don't know, like uh, Abraham came along or Eugene and came along and said, you know, there's bunkers out in Arizona that where they've got everything, and so he hmm. traveled out to Arizona and then found That's out. An interesting that theory. Yeah, maybe I should just kill everybody because they're all screwed up. I don't. I mean, that's more in line with the time period. It of is, but that's not what is. they're saying is going to happen, though. They're saying it's going to happen. It's going to be in the I same know. time period, right? 
I'm no, saying they're not I, saying anything. I'm yes, they were. They did. The writer said that it was going to be the same time period. They weren't sending him. They weren't going back in time on this. I just why are these guys not like? I keep sending them my resume. They keep <laughs> ignoring it. They don't call me. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. So sorry. Now that's why, why you're. That's why you're either, stuck right? on this podcast. This is the best you could do. <laughs> yeah. Well, write into us and let us know what you think is going to happen with Morgan. I will. <laughs> Right. You yes. can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody. Point two. Way to go, Kimmy. I am like, woo! Like, is it really hard for me to concentrate right now? <laughs>